Good morning, good afternoon, Richmond. Just after 12 noon, and I'm AWOD, and I am back here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan now at 105.1 FM. Thanks to all the listeners who reached out last week asking, where's AWOD? Why are we listening to Jim Rome? I do appreciate the support. It means a lot, and uh, it feels good to be back here today at Capital Ale House. So last Monday, I was here at Capital Ale House, and I did the show, and I was started to really sweat during the show. It was heating up. I was getting hot, uh, but I made it through three hours, went home, and I'm thinking, oh, yeah, I'll just sleep away the rest of my Monday, hoping everything would be better. On Tuesday, I woke up, and I couldn't move, literally. was stuck in bed uh, with the shivers, freezing cold, would take a shower, and then I'd be extremely hot, overheating. And then I'd get back in bed. Next thing I knew, I was freezing cold again. I couldn't go to work. So that was the end of my Tuesday. Wednesday, it was a lot of vomiting every time I tried to eat or drink anything. Nothing would stay in my body all day Wednesday. I was just rolling around my bed, not having the energy to do anything except for go to the fridge and get more water. And then I'd drink that water and then go right to the bathroom. And it was coming back up. And I didn't know what the hell was wrong with me. I was totally ill. And I started coughing and coughing and coughing so much so that blood started coming in out of my chest and my and my lungs because oh. I was coughing so much. I was just dying. I couldn't hold anything down. Uh, and it was just three straight days, basically, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, of not eating or drinking anything. And I'm feeling like, my goodness, what am I at the end of the road here? What is <laughs> going on? And so I knew that I was seeking an IV. So I went to the emergency room, got a friend to drop me off at the emergency room, and that IV did change my life. The problem was that it took three hours basically to find it. They could not find a vein in my arm to save my life because I was so darn dehydrated from not having eaten or drank anything in 72 hours, not even chicken noodle soup, couldn't even hold that down. So every time I ate, it would come back up. And so at the hospital, they stuck Two in my arms, two in my wrist, hurt like a bitch. Oh, my goodness. But it saved me, and I was in there for about four hours. I went through three different liquid IV bags, basically, uh, getting the drip straight into my bloodstream there. They gave me a few other pills, medicine to help me stop feeling nauseous and fix my headache. And um, so I got out of there uh, Wednesday, probably 1 a.m., Thursday, I was finally able to sleep. That was the most frustrating thing about this. You're thinking, oh, it's a vacation. You're home from work. You'll just sleep and feel like a baby. I could not sleep for more than 45 minutes because my body ached so much, and I'd wake up sweating, or I'd wake up shivering, or I'd wake up and have to go to the bathroom over and over and over again, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Thursday afternoon, I started to feel a lot better. Friday, started feeling like myself again, slowly regaining strength. Then Saturday, I slept all day Saturday. Sunday, woke up, was almost back to normal, was able to work the VCU game yesterday, and now I'm back here on a Monday seven days later. And I'll tell you, I will never take my health for granted again. I missed so many little things, like just going to get a cup of coffee, going to take a shower without feeling like I'm going to fall over in the bathtub. So many simple things, and so now that I've got my strength again, I'm 
to try to never get that sick again because, Stub, it was miserable. I was gone for an entire week. What did you do for the entire week here? Uh, you know, I did I did a little bit of MP show, did some yep. guest appearances for him, did some behind-the-scenes work. Uh, not not too much I could do without you, though. No, no. Uh, you definitely uh, <laughs> were on your own for a couple of days there, and uh, I got to treat my body better now. I mean, I, I don't know how I'd do this, but got to listen to my mind, eat healthier, live healthier, be healthier. But uh, what's so funny and ironic is last Sunday – I was with a bunch of my friends, all right? We were watching the NFL, and I said, I'm having the best weekend of my life. I don't want this weekend to end. I don't want to have to go to work the next week. You know what? I got my wish because I had the whole week off for what I'm calling an illcation. Not a vacation. It was an illcation. I was sick all week. Never again will I wish for this. Never again. It was miserable. I did not sleep. I did not eat. I did not drink. Everyone's thinking, oh, you probably watched a million Christmas movies. Well, I did watch a million Christmas movies, but I had a headache the whole time, so I really couldn't even enjoy them. Uh, so it was just so frustrating. I was down. I was down bad. If you haven't seen it, I posted the picture of me at the hospital on Wednesday night at AWOD Radio and at 910 The Fan. If you want to uh, give me a follow, if you want to chime in, if you've ever felt that ill, give me your story, 833-804-0910, The doctor was like, Looking at my charts, he was like, you're 30. You look like you're 60 right now. You're completely pale. Uh, you look like you've gone through hell and back five different times. And I said, yeah, I have. I haven't been able to eat or drink anything for 72 hours. So with that being said, it was a wild week. And it was also a wild sports weekend. Shohei Otani finds a new home. Oh, let me check my notes. Oh, still in L.A. LeBron wins a trophy. Let me check my notes. Oh, does that even count as a trophy? Jaden Daniels won the Heisman. Let me check my notes. LSU still not involved in the college football playoffs. So a lot took place over the sports weekend. The Washington Commanders, they had a bye week, and Ron Rivera still has his job. So with that being said, I will continue to boycott this franchise I don't want to watch these games. I don't want to talk about this team until Ron Rivera is fired. Please fire him now. I get it, Josh Harris. You want, don't want this to become a circus, but look around the league. Every team that was worse than us for the most of the season now has a better record. So I guess you're holding on to Ron to get a better draft pick, but I want to win one game to have some kind of momentum. I'm tired of these 30-point losses with Ron Rivera then telling reporters, oh, we did a lot of good things when we lost by 30 points once again. But that does lead us to the question of the day here on AWOD Radio, 833-804-0910. Who do you want to be the next head coach of the Washington Commanders? And do you want that person to be an offensive or a defensive specialist. 833-804-0910. Who do you want to be the next head coach of the Washington Commanders? You can always tweet us your thoughts throughout the show at 910thefan and at AWOD Radio. That's A-W-A-D-D-R-A-D-I-O. As I broadcast live from Capitol Ale House here in Innsbruck, you can check me out here every Monday recapping all of the NFL coverage and getting you set for Monday Night Football. I'm here in Innsbruck, live and local from 12 to 3 p.m. with two, not one, but two Monday Night Football games tonight. But of course, we've got a lot to get to 
on the show today. I've got a lot of really good guests lined up, including making up our Don't Sleep on These Picks segment from last week with Matt Valdez at 1245, Mark Schofield to go around the NFL at 1.30, and my, bo- my boy Marcus Mook Washington at 2.30 to talk some college hoops in the state of Virginia. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. I'll be right back. Welcome back. What up, what up, what up? It's AWOD here on a Monday, December 11th. I'm broadcasting live from Capital Ale House here in Innsbruck. You can join me here every Monday, recapping all of the NFL action and getting you set for Monday night football, live and local from 12 to 3 p.m. Come on by, grab a beer, and check out the show. Take an extended Monday. Take an extended lunch break here on a Monday. You deserve it. Trevor tweets us. You can always tweet us at AWOD Radio. If it's a good tweet, we'll read it on air. He says, happy Monday. It was nice to wake up and see snow outside, and it was nice the commanders had a bye week because they didn't win or lose. And he says, the only game I want the commanders to win is the last game versus Dallas. If we don't win... The others, I'm fine with that. You can always chime in, 833-804-0910, 833-804-0910. And joining us right now on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline, a radio legend in the nation's capital, it is Matt Valdez. What's going on, Valdez? Adam, happy Monday to you. Absolutely. Good to have you on the show. Let's get right to it. It's time for Don't Sleep on These Picks. It's time for Don't Sleep on These Picks. Presented by Don't Sleep Energy. Awad will be joined by one of the donks behind the glass, Drab and Valdez. He's the sexiest man on the planet. To go through the best college and NFL games of the weekend. Weekend, weekend, Don't sleep on this segment every Friday at 1245 on Awad Radio. All right, Valdez, I do want to start here by just tooting my horn a little bit about my FanDuel bet that is still active, and that is for my Baltimore, or should I say your Baltimore Ravens, to win the Super Bowl. $10 pays out $195. Cash-out option is just $21 right now. I mean, how, how much BS is that? They're not believing in the Ravens. Uh, that's pretty messed up, considering that right now they have they control their own destiny and can be the number one seed going to buy game. I think any time you can host a playoff game, you got the best inside track of heading to the Super Bowl. Hey, speaking of don't sleep, are you sleeping on your health a little bit? What's going on? Yeah, I, I told the story the opening segment. I, I got the flu. I got it real bad. Valdez, I could not keep anything down. Um, it, it ruined my week so much so that I, I had to go to the emergency room and get an IV. Wow, that's crazy. Were you partying too hard, or was this no. legit uh, flu? This is your flu game. This was, I mean, yeah. <laughs> my flu game was, was last Monday trying to do the show, and then I went home and uh, I had the shivers for the entire week, Valdez. It was so bad. Now, now did you get a flu shot? I did not. I did not. All right, well, that explains a lot. Yeah, I know, I know. Is that something you did as a kid? Did you get the flu shot every single year, Valdez? Uh, I think my parents dragged me to the doctors to get my flu shot. I know one thing is that I've started getting it uh, as an adult, just because oh, the flu is the, the flu is just one of the worst possible things that that you can get. And it's not just being sickly like that, but you just feel so unproductive laying in bed all day. 
Yeah, I know, I know. And believe me, I've had COVID, and that was bad, but this flu hit me way harder than that. Oh, my goodness. I was I was out for the count. Valdez, I, I was I was basically on my deathbed. I mean, it was that bad. It couldn't have been that bad. Now, did you get did you get the soup? That's the the only thing. The only good part about having the flu is just an excuse to have soup for every meal. I couldn't hold the soup down. That was the biggest problem, right? That's why now, I had it? to eventually go to the emergency room because any t- anything I ate or drank, uh, I immediately went to the bathroom ten minutes later. Both, was it was it coming out of both ends, or was it just puke? <laughs> It was coming out of every end. My nose, my mouth, my eyes, and my butt. Yes. Yeah. Hey, hey, speaking of speaking of puke, did you watch that Raiders-Minnesota game at all during the uh, afternoon slate? Talk about I, I, taking football back. I know, right? And my, my producer has been the biggest Josh Dobbs fan in the world, and so he shed a tear when Dobbs lost his job yesterday. Do you think Dobbs will ever get another shot really, to be a quarterback again? I don't know. It was a it was a fun story. He went from astronaut to just straight up astronaut. <laughs> That's a good one. All right, who you got for Monday Night Football? Do you got any locks you want to hand out with two games tonight? I know. I really like the fact that you're getting two Monday night games. I'm excited to see what Jordan Love can do and, and see if you can stay on this Jordan him to succeed because it's good, just good you know, a quarterback can really benefit from learning on the sideline you know it doesn't have to always be so instantaneous so I'm definitely rooting right. for love I'm going to take them laying the six I think that the veto love story kind of comes to a crashing halt and also I really like the Titans plus 14 against the Miami Dolphins I think the Dolphins are going to win the game but believe it or not the Dolphins have a, have a hard stretch of games coming up to help decide the division so maybe you get a look-ahead spot with the Dolphins. I believe they have the Bills on deck and then a huge, huge, huge game against the Ravens that's that's on New Year's Eve or New Year's Day to determine the number one seed. So maybe the Dolphins come out a little flat. I kind of like the Titans to cover that 14-point spread. I mean, that's a lot of points there for a Monday night primetime game. But I'm a little disappointed you're not sticking with the bit of being a Tommy DeVito's brother, Tony DeVito. Look, I think it's run its course. It's been a it's been a nice little run for the DeVito family. And you know what? I'm getting off the train when I can't pour marinara on Cakes' head anymore. <laughs> All right, let's get to our sports tilt of the week, Valdez. I'll go first here, and I, I just think Shohei Atani signing with the Dodgers is bad for baseball. He stays on the West Coast. He stays in L.A. Nobody's going to watch those games. I, I hate to say this, he needed to come to the Yankees or the Red Sox or the Orioles or some East Coast <laughs> team for people to care about him, and so now he's just going to make $700 and, and and nobody's going to watch. We would have watched him if he was on the Blue Jays. Now, I, think this is you just your East, I think this is just your East Coast bias playing out. It could be. It could be. But you are you going to stay up and watch the Dodgers now? I haven't watched the Dodgers. I won't watch the Dodgers unless they're playing the Orioles in the World Series. Yeah. No, I get that. Um, hey, speaking of the Orioles, I am psyched that you got Craig Kimbrell, though. He is a silly closer. Um, he might be a little long in the tooth, but it, it makes me a little upset Felix Batista is going to be rushed for the start of the season. If you remember, the mountain kind of went out with a UCL strain, UCL tear. He was out for the entire playoffs. He was out for like the last three weeks of the season. So my guess is picking up Kimbrel just means he's not happy to see it. What sucks? What sucks? Yeah. He's a great what reliever. Is- but do you know what? Do you know what tilts me? And I've been thinking about you a lot, Adam. Is okay. 
the, the NBA in-season tournament, and I'm not an in-season tournament hater, but I don't want, what I don't understand is why is it so cool to not try and win an in-season tournament? You know what I mean? Like, why is everyone hating on LeBron or hating on Hall, uh, Halliburton or any of these players that are actually trying to win the in-season tournament? If you're if VCU's playing in the Maui Invitational, don't you think VCU wants to win that in-season tournament? I don't yeah. understand it. Why is it cool to hate someone for wanting to win? No, it's, that's a great point. But what tilts me about the in-season tournament is they didn't do it right because the way it works in Europe with the FA Cup, and that's exactly where they got the idea, Adam Silver admitted, we stole it from the Premier League, is that it gives you an opportunity to play some of your backups, your reserves, and your younger stars. I would have liked to see a whole team of backups on the Lakers win it, not LeBron James. You know, That's like playing Tom Brady in preseason and being happy that you went 4-0. I'm happy. I look, I'm happy that some of the the reserve role players on the team are going to make an extra five hundred thousand. But yes, like you said, LeBron doesn't need another half. But who knows? Maybe down the road things will change. Different iterations will, will happen. Uh, different players will play. But I thought it was a success. Look, the main goal of the in season tournament was making people care about basketball in December when football is going on. And I think they yeah. succeeded. And I just think it's a, a bunch of LeBron James haters that just don't like him to begin with and saying he just wanted to win this so he could claim he had a title on MJ. I don't think that at all. He's an elite athlete. He's a good, great player. Great players want to win no matter what game it is. This is Don't Sleep on These Picks presented by Don't Sleep Energy. Need the energy to stay up late and see your picks go up in flames? It's easy. Head over to don'tsleepenergy.com. Use the promo code AWAD Radio. That's A-W-A-D-D-R-A-D-I-O to save some cash. Your picks might go busto, but you'll be loaded with gusto. Don't Sleep makes you great. They support AWAD Radio. They support Bit Season. You guys had a great episode uh, last week that you were able to uh, have me on for a brief moment there calling in. But uh, before I let you go, I did want to ask you, do you have any college basketball winners that you wanted to give out because we are fully in the the thick of things here oh we definitely are, are um you know i'm just gonna uh, keep fading maryland uh i, I really? don't think they play tonight yeah i mean the, the team's not good i don't know what's going on i they cannot shoot and it's making me crazy because it seems like it's been a problem for the last five years with this team is that they can't shoot i know i did feel bad for little brawny I'm like a little, I'm a LeBron lover, I guess. I, I did feel bad for for Bronny Jr. last night with all the hype uh, about his uh, uh, season starting against Long Beach State and having USC lose in overtime. That did make me a little bit sad, but that just goes to show college basketball. There's so much parity. Well, you're turning into always bet against Valdez because I know for a fact Maryland will win their next game because it's. At home against Alcorn State, who I just saw play VCU yesterday, they're the smallest team in America. They start a bunch of guys that are like six foot two. If Maryland doesn't win that game, you have to fire your coach. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe they'll win, but they may not cover. I, you know what? I just please, I'm begging, I'm begging you to shoot over forty percent from the field. Is that so hard to do? Is that so hard to do? Alcorn State, 1-8, but traveling to face off against Maryland tomorrow. Valdez, thanks so much, man. I appreciate it. Thanks, Adam. Feel better. Yep, you're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1. 
1FM broadcasting live from Capital Ale House here in Innsbruck. And I'm looking around and we've got a lot of really cool Christmas decorations here for the holidays. And Stubb, the, the countdown is on. Just 14 days. Exactly two Mondays from now is Christmas. Do you have any idea what you want for Christmas this year? If you had a you know a radio host that wanted to take care of his producer and wanted to spend under twenty five dollars, what what would you ask for oh, that's from a great Santa question. Wad this year? Yeah, because you know how I love my food, but that's yep, a hard yeah. gift. <laughs> it's a hard uh, gift to do. Um, yeah, I'm not going to cook you anything. No, that's, that's definitely that's not fair. Happening. That's fair. And and gift cards yeah. feel kind of lame, but yeah, would never say no to a gift card. From oh, a, from okay. A, from, a, from a restaurant. From like a, a River City Roll or a Ooh, Capital Ale House? Yeah, or? maybe one of those. I wouldn't wouldn't, yeah. wouldn't hate one of those for sure. Okay. Have you thought about gifting your radio host that you work for anything? I've thought well, about well, it. Well, I, there was, yeah. uh, I found some... A box uh, of Kleenex would be good this year. <laughs> <laughs> I actually found something that I, I should have bought last weekend that you would have liked. Oh, really? Did not, did not grab it. I should have. That's on me. Well, it well, was, uh, I want you to know that I appreciate everything you do for the show, and anytime you put something on the outline, you know, it means there's a chance it can be brought up on air, and it says here, Stubb wrote, Richmond feels like a very Christmassy city, and I love that. Give me a little more details about what you mean. I could just, like, the way that every block you can see Christmas lights the second it hit December 1st, you know? Yeah. Like, it was just Oh, everyone. have you done the Monument Walk yet? Because not- it is so beautiful. I guess I should. It's oh, yeah. two blocks from my house. I'm not, I'm not very yeah. far from Monument. Yeah. Uh, Just grab but. like a hot chocolate and go for a walk. You, I mean, you could walk like a mile. Um, I did that on uh, Saturday. You just kind of like walk. I, I went from basically the fan all the way to VCU's campus down Monument and then up to Carytown. And uh, there's so many cool Christmas decorations. I will say in Scott's edition, the Black Lodge it's like this low-key dive bar has a really cool Christmas theme going on right now where they've got a, a menu that looks like a uh, a Now CD. Do you remember Now, or were you too, are you too young for Now? I think now? I'm too young for that one. Yeah, but it was it's, it was like Kids Bop, but, but for adults, I guess, oh, what Now uh, you was. know what? I, I do know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so Black Lodge has a really cool uh, Christmas theme going on. You're right. Richmond is a city that does do Christmas very well. That's the well. thing. All the bars. I mean, New York Deli is all out. My favorite place, Buddy's, is all out. Any place you go yeah. into, they got decorations up. It just it feels How- very holiday. Yeah. How about your apartment? Have you decorated your apartment at all? No, we need to. We need to yeah. work on it. You know what? I don't, you also don't have anything. You also are letting me down not decorating the studio. I will say, Sneaky Cheek, may he rest in peace. We lost him last year. He was our producer for AWOD Radio. He decked the heck. I mean, he decked the halls uh, at 910 The Fan. He was putting up, like, Christmas-themed posters, and he had the whole thing decorated with lights. It really looked nice. So uh, it's going to be a tough task for you to top that. But yeah. you know what? <laughs> You could put in a couple hours. Wouldn't hurt you here or I'll there. I'll see what I can do. I'll see what yeah. I can do. <laughs> um, but you also put on the outline here, the year Richmond killed Rudolph. Yes. Rudolph the Red-Nosed <laughs> Reindeer? I'm, I'm not hip to this story I by RVA to, Magazine. I need you to, to click on that link to see it okay. so we can both talk about it. All right. Um, I'm looking at it right is, now. Yeah, yeah. Give, give, give a breakdown as you uh, watch this live video. Okay. Wow. Okay, so you want me to just watch the video here, all right? It is Rudolph in a balloon in a Christmas video. 
um, has been seen 2.2 million times, and uh, Rudolph is going through the streets of RVA. Oh man, there's a lot of people on segways here. That's kind of <laughs> kind of funny. As Rudolph is going through the street here. Oh no, is there going to be a tragedy? What's go- <laughs> what's going to happen? Oh no, he's at the corner of North Meadow Street. He's not going to make it through the street, is he? Oh, 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 Rudolph! <laughs> Rudolph's head. He's about to get it chopped off. What happened here? Spoil this for me, stuff. He. He blows up. He we, blows we, up. <laughs> not not quite in that extreme of a fashion, but he does go down in front of the eyes of hundreds of Richmond children. His, oh, his bright gosh. red light could not guide him to the end of the street. Oh, no. He, 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 is, he, took, he takes a tumble, too. It's he, like a slow fall it's, right it's, on the corner of Meadow Street. So this was from 2010, the Dominion Energy Richmond Christmas Parade. Yeah, wow. it's... It was sad. We we the city so of were you, Richmond. Did you were you here at this parade that, oh, that day? I, I doubt were, it. I don't know. Yeah, I, I but you grew 10. up in Richmond, right? So did you grow up going to this parade at all? No, I don't. I like maybe I've gone in in like just don't remember. We yeah. had a there would be like a parade right on Midlothian Turnpike that I used to go to all the time because I'm from from Midlow. But I don't know if we came down here for this. Uh, yeah, I think says, that this would have stuck with me if I was here on this day. That's a it <laughs> says WTF question mark Richmond the Rudolph killer. Oh boy, yeah. I mean, I, I can see the faces of kids here and even old people in the video. They're like, no, yeah. not poor Rudolph. Oh my gosh, he really did pop at the end. Yeah, of this it was thing. A, it was a traffic light that got him too. Holy it wasn't a branch crap. or anything. I, All right, I don't we've know how to account for this. I will tweet this out at AWOD Radio at nine ten the fan discussing now. <laughs> wow. That is that's incredible. So I mean, can we can we put some money together towards a new Rudolph and and maybe try again this year, or is that just it happened once? You kill a Rudolph, you don't get another opportunity. Santa says no. Yeah, it's Santa been, says it's my sleigh will ride years. without him. Have we have we given up on on this parade? Is this is this parade still even happening, or did we yeah, just call I, it quits? I don't know. You know, in 2010, yeah, I wasn't in Richmond yet. I, I came to VCU 2011. So I, I missed out on this. You're my Richmond guy, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I was ten, <laughs> barely, yeah. uh, and I, I do. <laughs> Which see means here, you were prime Rudolph <laughs> time. I was prime right? Rudolph time. I do see here in the article that he did make it to the end of the street. They finished off the parade. Only his head exploded. The body <laughs> was dragged to the finish line of the march. Um, oh. All right. Well, let, that brings me a question. Very important question here. Who is your favorite Christmas character? Of all oh, time. Okay, this. I know you said Richmond's very Christmassy. It is, and I, and I don't think that you're going to allow me to say Rizzo the Rat from the Muppet Christmas Carol. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you're not talking. There's no rat that represents Christmas. Get out of here. I know. I know. I said you're not going to allow me to have it. Uh, no. This is such a tough. That question. was a bad take. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. I'll go first here because I, it's obvious to me. It's Frosty the Snowman. Frosty the Emming effing snowman he's the coolest christmas guy ever i mean you put a hat on him and a a carrot and some eyes and all of a sudden he comes to life and he's dancing around and singing for the kids i love that movie i watch it every year i told you i'm already doing 30 days of christmas one movie every day till we get to the 25th and uh, frosty's absolutely the winner I, i mean rudolph's second place for me but frosty is my favorite i think i think i'm gonna go ahead and take the grinch here Ooh, um, that's a good one. I want to give a shout-out to the Misers, though. The Heat Miser and the Snow Miser. Big fan of those two. I, I'm not hip to the Misers. You don't know How the do you Misers? spell the Misers? M-I-S-E-R. This M-I- is an iconic Christmas movie, Adam. you M-I- got to add this to your M-I-S-E-R. list if you haven't. 
the miser? Yeah, the, I I Mr. Heat Miser. Oh, he looks like a total Grinch. How do you not know? How do you not know this? No, I this don't. Is, I mean, I I, I, gr- famous... I did grow up celebrating Hanukkah, you know. Uh, yeah, I, okay, but I uh, <laughs> um, but I do love Christmas movies. I, okay, maybe well, I... I I got this. This is your your watch tonight. I'm assigning you. <laughs> All right, what's it, what's the name of the movie called? Uh, I, I think it's the Year Without Santa. Okay, let me look that Year I, I believe... Without Santa. The Year Without I'm... Santa, 1974 movie. Yeah, it's, a, it's available a stop motion. On... Okay. Yeah, this, you is, know it. What? this is it. You I'll give it, it a try. Okay. All right. I'll give it a try. The Year Without Santa. It's a classic. Oh, boy. Is there a Jack Frost character in this? Is there uh, a villain? Uh, I mean, the the misers are kind of the villains. You know what? I'm movie. seeing the images. I've, I've, I'm aware of this, but I've never watched it. I'm definitely aware of this, mm-hmm. but not, yeah, not for me. Not for me. I stick with Rudolph. The Red-Nosed Reindeer, Frosty. The Grinch, you know, Elf. Rewatched Elf the other day. I mean, h- how great is that movie? Right? It, it, yeah, yeah. It just it really does hold up well. It's a shame and, that Will Ferrell is not on any kind of movie streak as of late, but yeah. in his prime. You know who is the king of Christmas movies? I found out though, Vince Vaughn. Yeah, Vince Vaughn is in a million Christmas. I'll, movies. I'll give you that. He he really is. It's it's right? odd. Why? I watched Fred Claus. I watched Four Christmases. Uh, he's just in a million different Christmas movies. It's so weird. I don't look at him as a Christmas guy, but yeah, he, he's good. You know what? People also sleep on Christmas Ooh, with the cranks. In the call. People always sleep on Christmas with the Cranks. That is hilarious. And I saw a rumor they were making Christmas with the Cranks 2. It was supposed to come out next week on Netflix. Turns out it was a false rumor, false alarm. They're not making another Christmas with the Cranks. Disappointing because Tim Allen and Jamie Lee Curtis are hilarious, and that is a movie for the whole family. If you want to chime in on anything Christmas-related, or you can give us a call and talk VCU hoops or anything like that, phone lines are open. 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. Hold on. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. We'll be right back. You're listening to AWOD on the fan. Welcome back. That was the audio from the Rudolph Balloon Christmas Parade Tragedy, the year Richmond killed Rudolph that fateful day in 2010. If you want to chime in, phone lines are open, 833-804-0910. And I believe we have someone on the line who claims to have been there that day that Richmond killed Rudolph. It's Grant in Ashland. What's up, Grant? Hey, how you doing? I'm good, man. So explain to me what took place during the Dominion Energy Richmond Christmas Parade back in 2010. So your second question first, the parade is still going on. In fact, it was last weekend. They were doing it right through that same intersection. But in 2010, I actually was marching with a marching band right behind Rudolph. And so we would watch Rudolph going through all of the intersections, and they would sort of tug on the poles on the lines and pull his head to the side and get around any obstruction in the street. But we came to that crossing, and that crossing has very uh, low light poles there, and, of course, Rudolph didn't make it through. So we witnessed the death of Rudolph right in front of us. 
Oh my goodness! So you were marching behind. Uh, give me your thoughts on, on like the sights and sounds as kids and grandparents were screaming. It was pretty sad, actually. Our band kept playing Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer over and over again, oh. and we didn't know what to play uh, after Rudolph bit the big one. Oh my goodness! Was so? Was there a popping sound effect? Was there like you know, with like air coming out? What did it sound like when you were there? No. You, you actually couldn't hear anything from that because the, the moans from the crowd were, were way too loud. They were trying to warn the, the folks that it was not going to clear the light pole, as you heard, and yeah. uh, that did not work. Oh, my goodness. That's unbelievable. So you're telling me, though, the parade is still ongoing. Do you still participate? Oh, no. Uh-uh, no, I'm, I'm too old to be in that band, but there was a <laughs> high school band at that time. Okay, okay. And so do you know if they're still doing it with, you know, large balloons or have we killed Rudolph and now he can't return? I don't I don't know if they're going to make that same mistake twice. So I haven't heard yeah. of another Rudolph uh having the same demise. Oh my goodness. That is incredible. Uh but man, you probably have a funny story that you could tell all your friends and family about. Uh yeah, it's not it's not the most pleasant Christmas story for young children. No, no, certainly not. Man, I appreciate you chiming in, man. I love that we had someone that was on the ground the day of, that it happened. Yep, have a great day. Yep, thanks so much. Hey, hey Stubb, let me hear the sound once again. Because I, I, I feel bad for Rudolph, but it is, it's so funny. It's funny. Oh, no. Rudolph, the red-nosed reindeer, went down. I'll tell you, when I was at Disney, they did a whole Macy's parade, and and everybody had to hold the giant balloons. It's not an easy job, Stubb. It's like 12 to 15 people for each balloon, and they all have to be in sync with the way they hold it. So I can understand how it went went wrong. There was a pop at the Macy's Day Parade this year. I don't know if you caught that. No, I didn't. Uh, the new balloon Luffy from One Piece lost his straw hat, became a bit oh. of a bucket hat after being popped by a branch. I don't know how Luffy made it into the Macy's Parade when I've never heard of him. Uh, but, it's um, my favorite show of all time. It is? What yes. show? What's the show called? called One Piece. It's One 1,100 piece? episodes and still going. One? It is an One anime. Piece? I'll be honest, it's an anime. Oh. All right. Get, let me, can can we raise kids with Rugrats, you know, and Hey Arnold, and my type of shows once again? My goodness, Stubb. You had a terrible childhood. I started the show a year ago. I didn't watch it as a kid. You started it a year ago. Yeah, I did. God, you know what? You're just a big baby. That's who you are. All right. Joining us right now on the Hadid Mercer Rug Clean Hotline, talk a little college hoops. It's our buddy Marcus Mook Washington, MTC with Mook. What's going on, Mook? Hey, how you doing, my man? Happy holidays. Uh, Happy holidays to you too. Do you have a favorite Christmas movie, MTC? Uh, no, I I really don't. Uh, if it's on, obviously I'll watch uh, like Home Alone. I don't think it's yeah. a controversial Christmas movie, right? I'll watch something like that, but uh, not really. I not a ba Humbug type of person, but <laughs> uh, I don't sit and watch a lot of Christmas movies. <laughs> Well, let me ask you this. Have you seen what I think is the most underrated Christmas movie of all time, starring two great actors that Sinbad and Arnold Schwarzenegger in Jingle All the Way? Have you seen that, Mook? No, I haven't seen it, but I know exactly the movie that you're talking about. <laughs> but no, I haven't sat down and watched that one. 
All right, man. So let's get to some college hoops. What would you think of VCU bouncing back from their loss to Memphis with a win over Alcorn State? I think as time goes on, um, you're going to see a, a better VCU team in the sense of, and, and I'm sure your fans down there know this, it's just such a sudden change. You brought in different players. You have to get that together. I think sometimes we just assume that when we import a new coach and you import some transfers with some guys that stay over, you kind of just look at the team on paper and say, hey, this team should be insert. And what you're seeing with VCU is it's, it's, it's a steady build. And I thought the way that they played um, was a good response to a very tough loss uh, to a Memphis team that's probably a little bit better than what people think. I think uh, when um, when Penny first took over, it was very easy to take a lot of shots at him because he came from the NBA and those things. But he's put together a, uh, a really solid and really, really good program. And with VCU, it is building towards the conference season. So that means that you can't be 324th in uh, your percentage of two-pointers being your points. I do think with this team, they need to improve and get a higher percentage of their points from the two-point range and not so much as three-point heavy where they're in the top, I think, 60, 50, or 60 in, in the percentage of their points coming from the three-point range. And, and I think they're still learning each other. But, again, when you have a coach like you have with Coach Odom, you know that this program is going to get it right. Marcus Washington with us here on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline. One of the teams he covers is George Mason with the new head coach and Tony Scannon, 7-2 and two on the season, coming off of that 20-point defeat to Tennessee. Next game will be December 16th against Loyola, Maryland. What have you seen from the Patriots? Well, what I've seen is a team that can score in different ways. Um, with Keyshawn Hall, who is just a load, the UNLV transfer, he can score from two, he can score from three. And what it comes down to, it, and, and this shouldn't be shocked when Tony Skin is your head coach, it comes down to point guard play. And um, as long as Polite third can continue to protect the ball, not turn over the ball, I understand that the Tennessee loss was a tough one, but that's Tennessee. With George Mason, though, when you look at the Atlantic 10, they are built perfect. <laughs> they are built perfect, not necessarily being the top four, but being that next range they can score inside, out, um, and, and that's what's going to be needed against a conference that doesn't really have an overwhelming team. Yes, we know St. Joe's has played probably better than any other team in the conference, but for George Mason and what Tony Skin is doing in year one um, has been very, very good. And the same thing I say about VCU, you have a new coach, a new program with transfers that you're trying to uh, put in with guys who are already there under a different voice, and just getting the game together, I think Odom's doing a, a good job. I think Tony Skin, as a first-time head coach, is doing an excellent job out there at Fairfax. Speaking of the A-10, conference play begins. It's coming quick. It'll begin in January with the Rams hosting St. Bonaventure. But atop of the A-10 right now with an 8-2 and two record is George Washington. Not the uh, Colonials, the Revolutionaries. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, the style that they play really works with their roster. I was just out there the uh, the other day with their win over Coppin State. I've, I've seen them several times. And when you look at James Bishop, who only had six uh, shot attempts, when was the last time we saw James Bishop have six shot attempts for that team? 
and yet they can cruise to a win. That goes to their depth. Darren Buchanan Jr., one of the freshmen that they brought in, man, he gets better with every game. He started out being this China in a, you know, a, a bull in a China shop type of play. Now they have him out on the perimeter handling the ball along with guys like Garrett Johnson. And, and so this team depends so much on pace, Adam. When they can get a game up and down, they want to have as many possessions as possible. They have uh, a big man in there. They all call him Stretch because it's absolutely positively tough to pronounce his last name, so I'm not going to butcher his last name on your show. Um, so they have a rim protector. That was something that Saputo needs. So now what he can do is he gets very aggressive out on the perimeter because he knows he has a rim protector that can block shots, 11 block shots the other night, setting the George Washington record for stretch. He, that helps them get out and run. Now your misses are the first pass of their fast break. Now I do have some reservations about George Washington. I think on a nightly basis you can win some games that way. They're going to win in the Atlantic 10. My question becomes, can you play that style and win four days in a row? in the Atlantic 10 tournament and play that style back-to-back where you're depending so much on pace and turnovers and high-number possession games. Can you do that for four straight days? And I know it's a wait-and-see thing, but as of right now, what Caputo's doing with George Washington has uh, put the program uh, back into the spotlight. I love it. I loved Coach Caputo from the, his time with Jeremy Laranago when he used to run the summer camps as an assistant coach. Uh, Mook, we only got time for one more team. You want to talk Terps, my mom's Terps, or the Hoyas? Well, why don't we talk Hoyas? Okay. Um, Georgetown is coming off. They have a two-game losing streak. TCU and Syracuse, I don't know how much of your listeners saw the TCU game where they lose. Uh, Georgetown yeah. loses on a buzzer beater that could not be reviewed. By rule, um, that is something that Cooley, when we have met with them, the one great thing about Georgetown, Adam, is now they let us meet with Cooley once a week. <laughs> and so we get to talk to him quite a bit. And, and, look, the guy takes the high road, right? He says, I would take those three officials any day of the week. The NCAA needs to take a look at the replay rules where that play could have been replayed when a guy's obviously out of bounds. I thought he handled it perfect. But then the, the, the game against Syracuse, Georgetown has a week off. Syracuse under uh, Adrian Autry, whose son plays for GW, um, under Adrian Autry brought in a Syracuse team that really jammed up a lot of Georgetown's actions, got them out the middle of the floor, and they struggled. If you are Georgetown, um, your expectations was for your program to look like a program. And the program is looking like a real program after getting Patrick Ewan. With Maryland, I think it's a little bit different because now the concern becomes you have some guys in there, and what you're finding out is, is really you can't shoot the ball. And even in their win the other night against Penn State, they only shot something like 34% from, from, the, um, from the floor. So those problems still exist. And you and I know in the Big Ten, you can't have too many 30-something percent shooting nights and be very successful. That's Marcus Washington. Follow him on social media, MTC with Mook. Thanks a lot, man. Hey, thanks a lot, man. Yep, you're listening to AWOD Radio here on The Fan. And coming up tonight at 6 p.m. is Who's Talking featuring Frank Maloney and Jim Hobgood with special guest Coach Tony Bennett from UVA. Coach Tony Bennett 
on the fans tonight for Who's Talking at 6 p.m. alongside Jimmy Miller as the featured guest. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio on the fan.